Good afternoon. Filling in for Jim Smully, this is Ryan McNally, and welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, tomorrow is Ag Day, a day to reflect and celebrate agriculture across Canada. Agri-News is brought to you by the Remax Blue Chip Realty Egg Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougal Auctioneers Egg Division. Choose the alternative. McDougal Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougalauction.com. Farmers and everyone connected with food production is being encouraged to participate in Canada's Agriculture Day, which goes tomorrow, Tuesday, February 13th. The inaugural event was held last year and ended up trending in the top five on Twitter. Candace Hill is the manager of agriculture more than ever, one of the driving forces behind Canada's Agriculture Day. The intent behind the day is to bring together farmers, people who work in agriculture, agriculture industry groups, and encourage them to share their story, to celebrate the food we love, and to create a closer connection with people outside of agriculture about where food comes from and how it's produced. The message will be spread mainly through social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. There is definitely a need out there today, with less than 3% of people having a direct connection to a farm. There are a lot of misconceptions about food production and farming, And it's a great opportunity for the people directly involved in those businesses to share their story and to help create connections to people as to why they do what they do on their farm and different food production technologies that are used today. Hill provides an example of a farmer from Shell Lake about 400 kilometers northeast of Regina. She raises sheep and llama and goats. So she's inviting friends and neighbors to come out to her farm to check out the animals that she has there and to enjoy some chocolate cake and coffee and those types of things and to really just have a conversation about farming and food production. Hill says you can become involved in Canada's Agriculture Day by going to www.agday.ca and sign up for the Thunderclap feature. What that is, is it's an easy way for people to join the campaign today and then tomorrow morning what it'll do is it'll it'll automatically uh, send out a celebratory Canada's Agriculture Day post from your Twitter or Facebook account and it's just automatically done for you so you could sign up today and then just rest assured that it's going to be sent out tomorrow and that's a super easy way for people to participate. Canada's Agriculture Day goes tomorrow Tuesday February 13th. Learn more go to www.agday.ca. Some U.S. farmers worry that they are being left behind in world trade. Canada and 10 other countries have reached an agreement on the Trans-Pacific Partnership. U.S. President Donald Trump pulled out of the agreement shortly after taking office. Chris Clayton is the Ag Policy Editor for DTN, the progressive progressive farmer in Omaha, Nebraska. He is concerned about future trade, especially in Japan. I think it's also put a lot of pressure now on on us in the United States to figure out what we're going to do to uh, to compete with TPP. Um, if Canada and Australia, um, particularly maybe uh, New Zealand, are able to get uh, more export opportunities for either dairy or livestock uh, or grains to Japan, to Vietnam, uh, some of these other growing Asian economies and the U.S. is getting left out, uh, that's going to be a real problem. That, that, that TPP is, is now a bigger concern 
for the U.S. pork producers um, and other and wheat producers who export a lot to Japan because now it looks like um, you guys uh, in Australia are going to have uh, a real advantage uh, in the coming future in exporting to Japan especially and the U.S. will have a hard time competing. So the, we're going to have to figure out, are, A, are we going to you know, revisit this situation and think about rejoining TPP um, because Japan has so far indicated they're not interested in a simple bilateral agreement with the United States. So this is kind of the concern that uh, our guys have about uh, lost potential markets by, uh, by not being involved. Clayton says it's tough to gauge the NAFTA trade talks affecting the agriculture sector. Chris Clayton is Ag Policy Editor with DTN, the progressive farmer in the U.S. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineer tough equipment on the market. And for Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. A grain market analyst sees the possibility of some price strengthening for canola this spring. John Dreger of FarmLink Marketing Solutions says there are many factors affecting the canola market. He says there is firm demand, good supplies, and prospects of a large seeded area this spring. But he says dryness may affect seeding plans. Demand is kind of the focus this time of year because we know what the old crop supplies are. And, you know, demand is more or less keeping pace from last year. I think we've seen a little bit of a slowdown in demand over the course of the season. Nothing that's too alarming yet, but certainly something that we watch with, uh, uh, you know, watch very closely. Uh, and again, I, I think as we go into spring here, a lot of attention starts to shift towards new crop. The dryness is, of course, a key concern. Now, within that context, of course, we're also anticipating uh, record large acres. Are some of those acres potentially at risk? If it stays dry, that could be the case. And so those are some of the some of the moving parts here. Probably the bigger mover for canola in the immediate term, though, is just kind of following the oil seed complex. Soybeans watching South American weather, most particularly Argentina, very closely. We've seen a little bit of risk premium build back into that market as it has been dry in Argentina. And, and again, it is a weather market, so you know, good dose of rain can change that. But right now, there's there's just holding some weather premium, and, and canola is, is really more of a follower at, at this time of year in response to that and of course the loony is is in play here a little bit as well so and and, and flax i I think is a market that has held up reasonably i'd say flattish to firmish and and i think part of that again in some ways it's not unlike some other markets although it's of course a smaller market but it's kind of in the context of of a domestic situation that's not burdensome but from a global perspective some of our key export markets are getting fed by cheaper supplies out of the black sea region and and so you know that puts a bit of a lid on it and so in some ways, flax, like a lot of other markets, you take a step back and there's a lot of compelling reasons almost why range-bound trade might continue. You know, supply is sufficient enough globally to kind of put a bit of cap on the upside, and yet uh, maybe a bit of weather premium and reasonably firm demand that helps underpin it. And you take a step back and you look and say, geez, you know, we spent a long time here and haven't really gone anywhere, you know, aside from kind of turning around in a sideways range. And that's kind of been reflective of a lot of markets here recently. But uh, but again, we should get closer to spring weather starts to rear its head and, and maybe that is where there is the potential to to break out of that range but uh, um, again mother nature will have more to say about that than anything so what's the price forecast for canola so our, our outlook for canola here on old crop is uh, you know we think generally speaking we could see a little bit of firmness as we head into spring and i, I think part of that is uh, 
is the fact that, uh, like, for example, now as, as futures markets have firmed up, we have been seeing some buyers that have actually been picking off some targets and, uh, and, and putting on some basis specials, and obviously they have an appetite to try and get some, some coverage. And so uh, I don't think there's any home runs in the cards for Canola. I think, again, you know, supplies are sufficient enough and against the larger global residual complex that is uh, adequately supplied that really sort of caps sort of let's say that big next leg higher at the same time there is firm and steady enough demand between crushers and export business that uh, we got to keep feeding the supply chain and and so that kind of helps on underpin values so uh, I'd say flat to firm it should probably be a fair way to look at it until maybe something fundamentally changes in a dramatic way. And again, Argentine weather or perhaps our own dryness might be some of those triggers. Uh, but again, an element of that is also already priced in. So reasonably supported, range bound, maybe with a bit of a firmish tone. Probably not a great big leg higher, for example, uh, you know, barring uh, you know some some major change. John Dreger is a senior market analyst with Farmlink Marketing Solutions. This market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing upward movement in early training this morning. Canola gained 280 at 476.94. Oats rose 453 at 163.63. Number one red spring wheat went up 97 cents at 236.63. The rest were unchanged. Durham 265.61. Feed barley 177.63. Flax 463.68. Yellow peas 236.37 and feed wheat 136.48. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March spring wheat is up five cents at six dollars eight and a half cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. Now the latest livestock report. Heartland Livestock Market Report, Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Good week in cattle marketing last week. The cow market Tuesday was substantially stronger. The very top kill cow was 101. The bulk of the good, whether they went to kill or feeder cows, 86 to 93. We still see quite a percentage of Shelley and Canner cows in that 50 to 65 margin. The bull market higher as well. We average at 102, 103. Very top kill bull at 116.50. Feeder cattle stronger in the week as well. Our DLMS direct sale of the Swift Current on Thursday, a load of 833-pound steers at 182.50. Bread cattle on Thursday was a different story. The bread's very much a buyer's market. Some nice bread cattle, 1,800 to 23.75. Some usable bread cattle, 1,300 to 16. The plain ones, 850 to 11.50. And just a note from us involved in the cattle marketing industry to the stock people out there keeping these cattle comfortable in these extreme cold conditions, you are our heroes. We respect what you do. That's the way it is in cattle country, Heartland, Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,200 hogs Friday, selling a range of 162 to 168 per CKG. Today's sales expected to be around 6,700 head, selling a range of 161 to 166 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, February 9th are 
Maple Leaf Sig 5 165.93, Ham's Cash 164.43, Thunder Creek Brickco 160.13, and High Life 165.63 dollars per CKG. Ham's Cash Hog price today is down, and four contract prices opened up this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 15 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.2609. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.41 cents U.S. U.S. cash hog prices were under pressure all last week, as hog supplies were abundant as the weekly slaughter came in 1.2% larger than a year ago. Packers were unwilling to maintain a steady trend in their bids, as wholesale pork prices were sharply lower, ultimately losing close to $6 U.S. 100 weight over the week. All the primal cuts struggled to maintain their value, but the largest declines were seen in pork bellies, which dropped about $27 U.S. 100 weight, or nearly 20% of their value. Lean hog features are reflecting the recent weakness with the summer month contracts down 10% from the highs put in one month ago. Back in a moment. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today's sunshine, a high of minus 16, the wind chill minus 36. Tonight clear with the wind south at 30 kilometers, gusting to 50, low minus 22 with the temperature rising to minus 17 by morning, the wind chill minus 35. Tuesday, mainly sunny, the wind west at 30 kilometers an hour, the high minus 1, that wind chill going to be minus 27. There's a chance of evening flurries with a low of minus 6. Wednesday, cloudy skies, the high minus 3, the chance of evening flurries as well, and a low of minus 22. Thursday, sunshine, a high of minus 16, the low minus 18. Friday, sunny skies, the high minus 6, the low minus 14. Saturday, partly cloudy, high minus 9, low of minus 19. Sunday, sunshine, a high of minus 15. Normal highs for this year, a high of minus 7 and a low of minus 19. The sun rose this morning at 8.16 Central Time, and the sun will set at 6.10 p.m. tonight at Central Time. Around the province, Estevan minus 23, Prince Albert minus 27, Saskatoon minus 22, Swift Current minus 22, Weyburn minus 24, Yorkton minus 26. In Moose Jaw, sunny skies at minus 21, the wind chill minus 33. Regina sunshine wind from the south-southwest at 18, it's minus 24 with the wind chill, it's minus 35. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. For Jim Smully, I'm Ryan McNally.